0: And welcome to another episode of Whatever This Is. The Practical Game Master is going on hiatus due to requests that I share my research as I look into this whole thing about Geneva. I'm glad you guys are as interested in this as I am because it's the main thing on my mind lately. I've listened back to our conversation a bunch of times and transcribed it. The following is basically a record of observations I've made and research I've been able to do to try and figure out what might be going on. My education on the scientific dimension slash space slash time aspect of this is extremely limited but I do have an excellent background for talking about parts of history and literature that may reflect contact with some very different cultures. So, if you want to leave me any comments or help with the science-y end of it, you know how to get in touch with me. If you're as invested in the issue as I am, I'd love a soundbite to include, or I could even interview you about it. Serious inquiries only, please. Have you seen my... Per- okay, first thing is the date system. She seemed to say a date. It was the 23rd of Snow March, 763 Adon. I am a little confused by what that might mean. 23rd Snow March makes sense. It sounds like a day and a month, probably in the winter. The rest of it... I would guess is the year, 763 makes sense, but who knows about that last part, Adan. It's worth noting, if nothing else. The biggest thing we have to go on, or that I have to go on, is the way that Geneva uses language. I'm sure you noticed that she was speaking English Uh, despite uh, supposedly being from a different planet or even a different dimension entirely. So there's something exciting. The next time we manage to connect I will definitely be asking her about the history of the language because even if they don't have records of Earth they will have records of how English has developed there over time. She also, I believe, referred to English as the common tongue. That's wild. Imagine a place where this insane language is an international standard. My brain runs wild on that particular fact, especially with how she talked about humans. But there's something solid as well. She thought that the planet was called Earth. Her English is so very American standard. The cadences are a little bit different, but the pronunciations are just like mine, really. A little bit more Midwestern, but you know. Based on my favorite etymological sources, Earth, the word Referring to the planet and to dirt, is a word that derives from Old English, and it was originally E-O-R-Thorn-E, which would be Aortha, if I'm not mistaken about those vowel sounds. In Middle English, the pronunciation became Ertha, E-R-T-H-E. So, Given the concept of portals between worlds, we might be able to track this connection by the great vowel shift. Thank you, English Degree, for coming in useful for the first time in my entire goddamn life. So, let's extrapolate now, heading into the realm of assumption and guesswork. Based on these facts... I think that in the past, Chel and Earth may have had a considerable amount of contact during the Middle Ages, and that it could explain a lot of Arthurian legend stuff, curses, magic swords, wizards and witches, <laughs> the questing beast, perhaps. Along those lines, um, com, which is a fairly legitimate site for onomastics, Recognizes Geneva as a variation of Genevieve, which is a super medieval name. It's popular because of Saint Genevieve or Saint Genevieve. 11 again. Who is the patron saint of Paris? I'll be asking Geneva about that one too if I get the chance. As for portals, I've been looking into sort of the general concept of portals between worlds, and I can't really find any mention of a society that guards or researches such a thing, except maybe NASA. For all I know, it's the true purpose of the Freemasons, but that's not knowledge I'll be able to come by. I think... Modern interest in portals stems from Einstein's theory of relativity. (laughs) You know, E equals MC squared, et cetera. As I already said, I don't mean science. But a lot of physicists have been working off of this theory for years in order to try to create wormholes and things that would allow us to travel great distances in a short period of time. I can't find anything that talks about breaking through to another world, though. As far as I understand, wormholes opening directly between two planets would just suck one planet into the other, causing them to smash together. And it would kill everyone who may have been able to take notes on that. That's about where I reach my limit on the science stuff. Like I said, if you have any insight on it, hit me up. I'm starting to think I'd have to get an advanced degree in physics to learn more. And I just don't have that kind of time or money or talent. I do know about portals from a mythical perspective. It's definitely skewed towards the European side of things. But since Geneva speaks English, I'm not sure that's going to be a problem. A common way to travel between worlds is a mount or fairy ring. You go out to the moors at night, or you step in this ring of mushrooms or violets and fall into fairyland where nothing makes sense and there are immortals and people with immense power and you may get tricked or trapped and you might never return at all. If Chell is a place where magic is real, by which I mean flashy magic, please don't at me if you do tarot or divine with a pendulum or whatever regular witchcraft stuff. I know that's a thing, uh but please do at me if you can cast Big B's hand anyway. Chell more than fits the bill as fairyland. What I'm basically imagining here is an English dirt farmer, someone like the guy from the beginning of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the help, help, I'm being repressed guy. I'm picturing that guy picking mushrooms one second and facing down a literal dragon the next. Not that we discuss dragons. And it does sound like there was a certain amount of infrastructure in place if humans colonized Chell and the natives from Chell came to settle here, so I'm not sure it would be accidental. (coughs) Not all the time, anyway. As a side note, the theory of relativity isn't completely irrelevant when you're talking about these kinds of journeys. Usually, your stay in Fairyland does not match up with the amount of time that passes back on Earth. You might stay a week in Fairyland and return to Earth a hundred years later, or even more. Your disappearance may have become a local legend. That doesn't seem to be what's happening now between me and Geneva. At least, I don't think so. There isn't a time difference. We were talking, almost normally, Though, I suppose neither of us have actually stepped through a portal. Maybe there would be a difference then. Imagine I put on my robe and wizard hat, step through a door into Geneva's world, and as soon as my feet touch the ground, I crumble to dust. We will hope for not that. Anyway, as far as I can tell, there isn't any time difference, so let's look somewhere else. Oh, right. The name of the planet. Oh, man, you guys. I can't tell if it's proof that this whole thing is a hoax or of actual contact between the planes. Or maybe it's just a coincidence. That one seems the least likely. But it's a planet called Chell accessed through a portal. Just like the video game. Just in case you didn't pick up on that one. I have basically, at this point, turned my pinboard into a list of questions to ask Geneva. What does Chell mean? Is it referring to a shell? And then, in what sense? Is it a diminutive of Miss Like, the planet is named after a god of some sort? Or a person? I'm really curious about this one, but I don't know where to go with it. Uh, so let's talk about commonalities. There are things that make me think that regardless of my overall theory of Chell having a lot of influence in the earlier medieval period, you know, probably before 1200, there were some phrases that Geneva used that makes me think the two places have influenced each other at other points in time. Particularly, she used the phrase through the veil, which there's a big debate on it, but the concept seems to originate in the Victorian period. So there's that. As well as the phrase, this is getting awkward, which is just so very contemporary, like 2004 and after contemporary, that I, I, I don't think... It's possible for there not to be a connection there. Another thing in this vein is the way she spoke of elves and dwarves. She did it in a way that sounded very much like D&D, in the sense where there are humans and elves and dwarves and other races all living side by side. Clearly not in harmony but in mundane fact, which is very weird. If we hearken back to the fairyland thing, I'm sure that I'm insulting somebody with that word choice, but oh well. The typical understanding is that fairies, both elves and dwarves would fall into that broad category. Fairies are old gods that have been pushed aside by Christianity. So elves, and dwarves in the d d sense, the Tolkienian sense, basically, it's confusing the issue at best. Also, just like as a side note, am I alone in thinking that Geneva might be a dwarf? The gruff voice, the almost scientific way of talking about the world, the um, blunt way that she spoke about humans? That's my gut feeling on it. That's kind of all I have for now, but one last thing. I've been powering through it, um editing. This is going to be a bear. But can you grab that I'm sure you've noticed that I've gotten a lot of interference as I've recorded this. As far as I can tell, none of it is from Geneva. Most of it is impossible to even understand just white noise and garbled speech. There is a part of me, sometimes a big part, that's starting to doubt it again. I mean, it couldn't have been real, right? The thing is, at this point, I'm not the only one who's had an experience like this. People are talking about it on several of the podcaster discords I follow, And I've even seen some legit articles about strange signals interrupting radio broadcasts. I'll link you there on Twitter. I don't know what's going on, but if we're experiencing widespread contact from another dimension, this could be serious. I need to talk to Geneva. Please listen carefully. Thank you for listening to Interference. For more information or to get in touch, head to OrcZone.com or tweet us at TheOrcZone. Thanks again to Ree from the Magpies podcast, Grayson from Heroes Not Included, and Tessa from Shenanigans for submitting audio clips that we used. Their info is in the show notes. As always, my thanks to Jazar for the use of their song, Please Listen Carefully. Available at BetterWithMusic.com.